Hello, I'm Doug Martin. And I'm Tasha Martin. Together, we share the joy of personal relationship with Jesus, marriage, children, and serving Vision Church in Lake Worth as pastors. Well, as the worship leader, I just want to invite you to come and worship with us. Well, something special happens when you come into the presence of God and His people in worship. As the lead pastor, I want to invite you to a very friendly and warm church that has a vision that it wants to share with everyone, seeing Jesus for us, in us, and through us. We're glad that you've decided to listen to our podcast, and I hope that if you're close enough to visit, you'll come by at 9.45 a.m. on Sunday morning, and after the service, say hello to us in the foyer. We would love to meet you. You can also connect with us at visionchurch.ag, on Facebook at AG Vision Church, and on YouTube by searching for Vision Church Assembly of God. Pastor Doug and Tasha are out of town this weekend, and so it was a, a privilege to be asked to speak this morning. And uh, I'm grateful for the opportunity. A pastor is preaching on the aftermath. And the Lord laid something on my heart uh, maybe about three weeks ago. And I already knew that the next time I spoke, I would be speaking on that. And I didn't know if that would be, you know, senior service or in service here this morning. But um, it fit perfectly with the series that's been going on. So God knows what he's doing, amen? He knows exactly what he's doing. So I'm talking about the aftermath even more. The title is Aftermath Even More. We are a society that wants even more. Even more food, even more pleasure, money, attention, success, even more. We recently realized we're also a society who wants even more toilet paper, um, even more thermometers and hand sanitizer, we, we want even more. I know I told you uh, the, the story about um, at work, because I work a secular job, we had uh, three box, huge boxes of toilet paper, and the hot water heater broke and flooded the whole place and ruined like half of the toilet paper. And I was complaining because who in the world needs three boxes of toilet paper? Why did we order so much toilet paper? And now I'm thankful for the toilet paper. So I'm thankful that, w that we had it after all. But I was reading my Bible a few weeks ago and was reading in 1 Thessalonians 4, which is what Brian read from this morning, which was interesting. Um, and I was reading a scripture, and it said, and do this even more. And then I got a little bit lower down, and it said, even more again. And I thought, hmm, even more. So I did a Google search, or not really Google, but I got on a, a, a Bible app website and Googled, Google, I keep saying Google, but even, I put in even more and saw how much even more was in the Bible. And so I kind of did a little study on that. So um, 1 Thessalonians 4.10 says, Indeed, you already show your love for all the believers throughout Macedonia. Even so, dear brothers and sisters, we urge you to love them even more. So love even more in this aftermath. You know, we cannot truly love people without loving God first. We have to love God first. Uh, some people are easy to love. Some people not so much. Kind of hard. But we're to love them anyway. It doesn't matter. God didn't say love the easy people. He said love everyone. We're to love everyone. 
So we have to love people, and it's easy to love those people that love us. The people that come up and pat you on the back and tell you how wonderful you are are easy to love. The people who are kind of mean to you, who might cut you off in traffic or, or say something ugly to you at work might be a little more difficult, but we've got to love everybody. And we're not born with a certain amount of love at birth, and then we can't grow anymore. That's not true. Our love can grow. If we have the love of Christ, it can grow. And as our relationship with Christ goes, so does our love for him and for others. So in the aftermath, love even more. If you go look at 1 Thessalonians 4.1, it says, Finally, dear brothers and sisters, we urge you in the name of the Lord Jesus to live a life that pleases God as we have taught you. You live this way already, and we encourage you to do so even more. So live to please God even more. We can't please God without being in relationship with him. It's just impossible. That's like the first step. You've got to be in relationship with Christ. And not only can we not love without relationship, but we can't even please God because we don't know what he likes, what he wants, what he wants us to do if we're not in relationship with him. This coming week, I will have been married to Brian Thomas for 37 years. So in those 37 years, I know what Brian likes. I know what Brian doesn't like. So I've learned these things through spending time in his presence, being in relationship with him. Um, And if not for that, I wouldn't know these things. I couldn't just know a few things about Brian and think, oh, I know him. No, after 37 years, I know Brian Thomas. But after that many years with the Lord, you know the Lord, too. When you're in relationship with him long term, you know what pleases him. And you know what to do and what not to do at that point. Um, Moving on to Philemon 125. I am confident, as I write this letter, that you will do what I ask even more. Now, what was he asking? Let me give you a little backstory on Philemon. Paul was writing this letter to Philemon regarding Philemon's servant Onesimus. Onesimus kind of sounds like he might have been a little lazy and maybe not a very good servant, but he ran away, so he didn't do right like he should have. So Paul is telling Philemon, you know what, he has been, he's changed, he's been really good. He uh, will, I want you to welcome him back as not a servant, but as a brother, and I'm asking you, you know, to do this because he has been such a great help to me. So it, it sounds like from this letter that Onesimus has turned his life around. And Paul is encouraging Philemon to welcome him back, not as a slave, but as a brother in Christ. So what Paul is really asking is for him to forgive. Will you forgive Onesimus and welcome him back? So in this aftermath, we need to forgive even more. We must give forgiveness to get forgiveness, according to Scripture. Matthew six fourteen through 15 says, If you forgive those who sin against you, your heavenly Father will forgive you. But if you refuse to forgive others, your Father will not forgive your sins. And in Mark eleven twenty five, I don't have a, a slide for this, but it says, And if you stand praying and hold anything against anyone... Forgive them so your Father in heaven may forgive you. So anyone means that person in your family who betrayed you. 
Anyone means that person at work who uh, maybe took a project and claimed it was their own work when it was really yours. Anyone means the person who uh, stole from you. Anyone means somebody who murdered someone in your family. That's anyone. You know, there is not a greater story in my mind. If you want to see forgiveness in action, then you need to get on YouTube and you need to look up Botham Jean, Botham Jean's brother. And you will see how this young man in court sat up there and told the woman who shot and killed his brother that not only did he forgive her, but he loved her and he wanted the very best for her and that he forgave her. And then he asked if he could hug her. I re-looked at this last night when I was thinking about um, forgiveness, and it just made me cry because that young man understands forgiveness. Sometimes we get upset because somebody has, you know, took our 50 cents or something, and we're all upset about it or has hurt our feelings. But this young man had somebody shoot his brother and who's willing to forgive them for that. That is just, that shows the heart of Christ right there. When we think about forgiveness, and it says forgiving anyone, do you know anyone is you? You may have done something that hurt somebody. You may have done something that caused your family a lot of grief. And you can't forgive yourself. But anyone is you. We've got to forgive ourselves as well, not just everybody else. Sometimes it's easier to forgive other people. It's harder to forgive ourselves. So we need to make sure that remember that everyone is you too. So you have to forgive yourself as well. Forgive, forgive. Um, to those who use well what they were given, even more will be given. This is according to Matthew 25, 29. And they will have an abundance. But from those who do nothing, even what they have will be taken away. Now I'm going to give you the back story on this one because it's quite a bit of scripture. Um, there was a master who had some servants and he gave them money. He gave one man five bags of gold, the other one two bags, and the last one three or one bag, excuse me. He gave them each according to their abilities. So while you may think that this story is all about money, uh, yes and no, money was used, but it's really about their abilities, what they did with the abilities that they have. So in the aftermath, we should use even more. We need to use our abilities. We need to use the talents that God has given us. And as we use the abilities and gifts that God has given us, then he will get, we will get even more. The person who buried the money was um, judged because of what he did not just with the money, but with his abilities. He practically buried his abilities there. Now, we've got people in this church who have abilities. We've got a lot of people who have some really good abilities. If you think of Loretta Martin and you think of Joyce Sullins, you think good food. These women can cook. Now, I don't know what you think of when you hear the name Cindy Thomas, but I guarantee you it's not good food. <laughs> You got a 50-50 shot 
If I'm cooking, it's 50-50. And uh, it it might not even be that good of odds, but I'm making these odds up. So I'm giving myself a little grace, and I'm going to say (laughs) 50-50. But my kids would rather their father cook than me. So that's not an ability that I'm known for. But we all have abilities. We have to exercise those abilities. We can't be afraid to use them. We can't be afraid that somebody thinks we're goofy or if we fail, afraid of failure. We've got to use the abilities that God gives us. You know, it's like exercise. When you first go to the gym and you exercise, man, you hurt. A couple of days later, you're thinking, I am in pain. This is not what I signed up for. I wanted to be healthy. I wanted to lose weight. I wanted to be strong. I did not want to hurt. But that's what happens at first. It's painful. But you exercise and you get better and you get better and you get better. So we all have abilities that we need to be using and we need to use them and get better and better and better at those things, those abilities that the Lord has given us. We cannot afford to bury it. We've got to get better at it. So use even more. Matthew 4.24 says, Then he added, Pay close attention to what you hear. The closer you listen, the more understanding you'll be given, and you will receive even more. So understand even more. Now, I'm not going to lie. I was listening to this song this morning that they were singing. Every breath that I take, every moment, I thought it was every moment I'm awake. I didn't know it was every moment I'm away. Really, till this morning, I did not realize that. But it's because I never really paid attention. I didn't understand the song. So we've got to understand. Have you ever read your Bible and, you know, maybe three or four chapters, and then you think, what did that say? I have no idea what I just read. No idea at all. So you have to reread it because starting out, you were distracted you just checked it off your list or whatever and at the end you realize my mind was wandering the whole time so you have to go back and read it so that you can understand and you can really know what that's saying to you so uh, an example of this was the other day at work i had somebody come in my office and said hey did you ask jane to stay after work and set up the doctor's computer and i said no and she goes okay So she leaves, and then probably an hour later, somebody else comes in and says, hey, Jane says she's staying an hour after work to set up the doctor's computer. And I said, okay, this is the second time I've heard this today, so let's just walk in there and see what's going on. So I walked in there and I said, hey, Jane, are you staying after work to set up the doctor's computer? And she goes, yeah. And I said, did I tell you to do that? And she, because by this time I think I'm going crazy. And she said, well, you said for me to set up the doctor's computer. And I said, yes, I remember saying that. And she said, well, but the doctor doesn't want me to do it during work hours, so I thought you would want me to stay after work and get it done. Well, no, we can move that computer in another office, plug it in, let IT remote in and fix what they need to fix without, you know, you don't have to stay after work. Oh, okay. So from what she heard, she understood something different. So we need to understand even more. Jesus replied, but even more blessed are all who hear the word of God and put it into practice. So obey even more. Obey. 
Knowing God's word is not good enough. You have to do what it says. So many people think, I know God's word, but they don't live by it. So it's useless because they're not living by it. We've got to live by God's word. As an employer, you want people working for you who know what to do what you ask, who obey. As parents, we want our children to obey and do what they're supposed to do. We need to put it into practice. You know what? Putting it into practice is not a one and done. Obedience is not God tells you to do something, you do it, you're good, that's it. No, put it into practice, which means doing it over and over and over. It's practice. We need to have a lifestyle of obedience where God tells us to do something. We're so familiar with his voice that we just obey. We don't worry about if we're going to look goofy. We don't worry about if we're going to you know, look stupid or if we're going to fail at it or whatever. We need to just put obedience into practice. So in the aftermath, obey even more. Proverbs 11.24 says, One person gives freely yet gains even more. Another withholds unduly but comes to poverty. So give freely. As Christians, we know we're supposed to tithe. It says it in the Old and New Testament, 10%. But that's what we're supposed to do. We should give above and beyond that. Not just to the church. Yes, to the church. But not, not just to the church. We should give of our time to other people. We should also give money to other people if they need it. But we need to give even more. God, God, God does not bless selfishness. I cannot find a scripture in the Bible where God tells us to be selfish. Maybe of our time with him, but God doesn't tell us to be selfish. So we need to make sure that we're not, because really being selfish is our nature. So if God said to do it, that would be an easy one. But we are not to be selfish. We are to give even more. I was sitting uh, in Sonic one morning, waiting for my morning drink, and I get up to pay, and the lady said, oh, the person in front of you paid for your drink. That made me feel so good. I didn't know the person in front of me, but I thought, oh, wow, they paid for my drink. And I thought, well, hey, I'll pay for the people behind me, theirs, and we'll just see if we can keep this going. And it felt good to do that. So not only did it feel good for somebody to give me something, but it also felt good to give and to help somebody else out. Help people, give people your time. If you have a neighbor, and I'm just going to tell them Brian, Brian has been mowing our neighbor's yard because she can't do it. And so he'll mow our yard, and every time he mows our yard, he'll mow her yard. And so I was trying to have a very big yard, but he gives of his time to do that. And that's just one of those things we should do. We should give of our time, our talents, and our money. We shouldn't be hoarding it. So in the aftermath, we must... Love God and people. We must live to please God, grow in relationship, forgive ourselves and others, use gifts and abilities well, understand God's word. Sometimes you might have to dig a little bit. Sometimes you might have to pull out that commentary because sometimes it's not easy to understand right away, but understand God's word. Obey God's word and practice obedience. Practice, practice, practice. Now, I don't know, but I'm just assuming 
and uh, Maxwell could probably tell us this, but um, I'm assuming that the first time you picked up a set of drumsticks, it wasn't great. Okay. Well, I was just, or I didn't know if you were a prodigy or something. So, <laughs> but it, it takes practice. So any abilities we have, uh, obedience, anything takes practice. So put it into practice. We also should give time, money, and talents. And I would use this as a checklist this week. As we are going into the week, we need to do these things in the aftermath even more than we have before. And I just want to pray for all of us, for you at home, for us here in this room. Pray that we do these things even more. You may say, hey, I'm doing that. Well, great. Do it even more. You may say, you know, I'm really not doing this one. Okay, we'll start doing it and then do it even more. So let's pray. Father, we just thank you for your word. Lord, I thank you that you love us. I thank you that you take care of us. I thank you, Lord, that you give us your word so that we can grow in relationship with you. That we don't have to stay the same way that we are, but we can grow. And we can be what you want us to be. We can be obedient. We can love others. We can give freely. We can do all of these things. And, and it's not hard because we love you and we're in that right place with you. So, Father, as we move forward this week, this coming week, Lord, I pray that we would take this list and, Father, that we would just kind of go through and do a checklist of our, our spiritual self and ask ourselves where we need to improve on any of these things because we want to be obedient to you. So, Father, I just pray that you would help us. Let your Holy Spirit just kind of touch each person and tell them, hey, you need to work on this area. Or, hey, you're good here, but you could still do more. But over here, you're kind of deficient. Can you just kind of work on this one this week? Holy Spirit, help us as we move forward and want to grow in relationship. I just thank you, Father, for your love for each of us. And I ask these things in Jesus' name. Amen. We hope that you've been touched by God's grace. As you've listened to our podcast today, we'd love to hear your response via email. And the address is podcast at visionchurch.ag, podcast at visionchurch.ag. And if you're in the area and don't have a church home, we'd love for you to come and visit us personally. We're located at 4024 Dakota Trail in Lake Worth, Texas. We together have a vision, seeing Jesus for us, in us, and through us.